about how we can critique ourselves so that we can become better, but critique our work without bringing ourselves down at the same time. This is the Bold Artist Podcast, where we talk about being brave and finding creative freedom. You want to get those beautiful things inside of your head out onto canvas? We're going to talk to real life artists and learn the skills and the courage it takes to do just that. I'm your host, Mary Janelle, a multi-form artist and creativity mentor, joined often by my co-host, Sharla Marskalk, painter of colorful portraits and founder of Bold School, an online space to learn bold color painting. Welcome, and let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back to the Bold Artist Podcast. I'm here today with my co-host, Sharla Marskalk, and we have been talking about the subject of critiquing our art and how to critique our art without putting ourselves down. Sharla, I know you have so much to say about this. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you about it. Yeah, um, I th- well, you know, I think it's a big topic in, in all areas of our life, like how to critique ourselves well. And I think that goes into our art, how to critique our art well. I think that I've, throughout my entire life, because I've been an artist my whole life, I've either heard one extreme or the other. One extreme being, well, my art's terrible. I love art. I love doing art, but I'm terrible. I'm just no good. And I, I just shouldn't even be doing it. But they continue doing it. And then you get the other extreme of artist, which is like, well, I love art. I'm really good at what I do. And no one can tell me that I should do anything mm-hmm. different. I don't need skills. I don't need training. You know, I just love art. And art is whatever you want it to be. Um, I don't believe in either of those ends of art. Of course, we're all in our own. We're all in the our own journey but Mm -hmm. i think that we need to learn to come more towards the middle and figure out how we can critique ourselves so that we can become better but critique our work without bringing ourselves down at the same time and then learn how to receive critique because um, receiving critique can often build offense within us and then we put up walls we don't want to hear it anymore so how to receive critique from others how to critique others well, and how to critique ourselves. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the whole point of receiving critique because it is a lot different than self-critique, although mm. both are so important. So let's talk a moment about self-critique and what that means to you and how you even develop the ability to do that because you are very good at it and you also teach your Bold School students how to self-critique and the benefits of it. So what does that even mean to self-critique our work? Um, well, first, I want a disclaimer to say that I am not a professional at them. Well, I'm a, maybe a professional at art, but <laughs> I wouldn't say that I know everything there is to know about critique by any means. I'm not a professional art critic. Um, but I think my own personality in general is a very, um, uh, I always forget what words are when I'm on here. It's I'm just pretty straightforward and I like to kind of see things as they are rather than read into things. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if the wall is white and somebody says it's blue, I can see where they're coming from. Yeah. They see a cool, a cool tone in that white wall. So, and somebody else might see it differently. might say it's cream. I can understand people's perspectives. So I think that I, um, in that sense, have been able to look at my own, I don't know if this, if, if I'm actually drawing the right connection for people to understand what I mean. Um, I can look at things objectively 
without mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting offended, without um, getting upset with myself about it. I mean, I think our own body image is a completely different uh, yes. territory when it comes to critique. But I can look at my own work and say it sucks or it's really good and um, not really read that much into it. You know, I think we're all on a journey of becoming better. We start, some people start ahead of the game and some people are naturally talented, but Mm -hmm. we all are on a journey of learning and getting better, including myself. And no matter where I am in my life, I know that I can be better. I know there's somebody better than me and I know there's somebody worse than me. And I don't think that means that I have just to say that there's somebody further behind than me or somebody that's not a great artist as good of an artist as me doesn't mean that I have some blown up ego it just means I can see relatively what's happening around me and objectively make decisions Mm -hmm. so I think I've had that ability in different areas of my life so I applied that to my art and then I started to see that other people didn't see the world like me so I tried to figure out where that difference was does so that answer the question? <laughs> what does a really healthy critique sound like? Because I think some of us have had experiences where we've been subjected to unhealthy critique, whether that's self-critique or another artist or someone, you know, looking and, and giving some advice. <laughs> yeah. And and then from the somewhat negative experiences that we have as artists, it's hard to differentiate, well, like, what is a healthy critique supposed to sound like? And then what do we do with that critique? Mm-hmm. Well, there is like a, a process in critique, like a an official process on how to approach uh, art critique or critique of art. Um, and I talk about that in my classes at Bold School because I really believe it's important for us in order to be able to see where we're going wrong to be able to analyze our work. So um, generally outside of that official uh, format of art critique, I just like to say, you know, my husband was a tennis coach for a really long time and he used to talk about the the sandwich a technique in in coaching where you praise somebody up and then you tell them what they're doing wrong and then you praise them again so you sandwich your critique with good things and mm. I think in general that's a really good rule because it's hard to remember the f- well, these are the four steps of critique and have I done right. them properly <laughs> and even within those four steps you can still be very negative or very opinionated um, so I think just in general, taking away the sandwich concept of praise, then the critique, then the praise is just a really great way, especially when you're in an online community and you're texting and commenting on people's art. I think it's really good to always say what you enjoy and um, leave them on a, a high note because mm-hmm. none of us like to just be torn down. Like it's terrible. Mm-hmm. You have to change everything and then you walk away feeling defeated and it's too much, you know, it's too much for you to want to pick up and fix it. Right. So I like that you touched on uh, being like talking about being in an online community and, and someone online critiquing because that almost feels like a whole different scenario to me. I've had the chance to be critiqued in person and we've taught we're talking about self-critique so all of that sort of can happen in in a room in some privacy but online it feels so exposed and sometimes it's unwanted so i know in the bold school community there is a lot of critique that happens but you Mm -hmm. seem to have set up some safeguards and and a safe place for for this to happen in a constructive way can you tell me a little bit about that 
Well, first I teach the the basics of critique within our main boot camp class, so people get that that um, introduction into what critique is, and I talk about like you need to be like. I, as a teacher, if you want to be my student, I think that I require you being open to critique because there's no way we're all going to be uh, our best in this moment. We've, or maybe it's our best for this moment, but not our best ultimately. So we all have room to improve. So I kind of just, I, I teach that, that kind of mm. attitude in your art. Now in our communities, we um, have the rule to only critique if somebody has asked for it because again a lot of people are new and you know you're fresh on that feed and you're terrified to post so you post the first time and you get like 20 comments of how to fix your work so mm. we only give critique if the person has asked that's not how it worked in university but it's how it works within our community and i think it's a really good rule if somebody's not ready then you really need to respect that and kind of coach them along to become ready and to build. And, and then I think when they see how um, the community interacts, they, they get more brave to post. The main thing that I, I say to our, our people and our mentors is to sandwich it with positive feedback as well. Don't flatter people for the sake of it or don't try to pretend you really like it if you don't. Like, I don't like the idea of lying to somebody just to make mm -hmm. them feel good. I don't like flattery. But there's always something positive to say if simply like, wow, you've been brave to even post this piece and you're such a new artist, like way to go, you know, like even as mm -hmm. simple as that. But mm -hmm. only say what we mean. I'm mm -hmm. definitely big on that. People pick up on your flattery and your lies pretty quick <laughs> in critique. So in an online scenario, when an artist posts, let's say inside of your Bold School community, do you look for the the actual question like would you critique this painting before everyone engages in critique or what are you looking for for that invitation to critique yeah it's just in their description like hey i've done this piece would love some feedback it's usually what people say it's almost always the same thing so they they literally ask for it and then they're and, prepared for it and open yeah. to it because they've asked for it, which yeah. I think is is so smart and something that I'm glad we're sharing it on the podcast today because uh, I think that artists need to know that it's okay to ask for the feedback, but mm -hmm. if you're posting your work and you don't want the feedback, there's a different way to word it <laughs> where you yeah. present the piece without, without asking and without yeah. um, with like, in a sense, just presenting it, this is what it is, rather than allow opening yourself up to the comments. I myself have been in a situation before where I received critique when I wasn't, I wasn't looking for it and I wasn't yeah. prepared for it. And artists can tend to be very sensitive souls. Um, we are often mm. classified HSP, which is highly sensitive people. Yeah. And when you're not prepared for something, it can kind of blindside you and hurt. Mm. And and you've talked before about offense. You have an approach to offense that I like. I need to take. <laughs> I need to take your approach sometimes. Get you over it. Share what that is? Get over <laughs> it. Yeah, Charlotte's it's approach to offense simple. is get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas mine is ouch, that hurt my feelings. Uh, as as yeah. highly sensitive people, highly sensitive artists, we can sometimes take critique to heart and let it slow us down yeah. or trip us up. And I had that happen before. And um, yeah, I think and we it was all something have. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I had to really process 
and separate myself from the critique and separate myself mm-hmm. from my artwork. We pour so much in, of our souls into our work that it becomes very personal. I did hear um, another artist gave the advice not to hold your work too precious. And the way I took that and the way I've applied it to my own work is when I'm working on a piece, it is precious. I I put every bit of precious energy into it. Mm -hmm. But there comes a point as I near the end where I begin that release, where I begin to separate myself from it and open even my own eyes up objectively. And I begin to do what you've called here self-critique. I don't even know if I realize I'm doing it, but I'll I'll begin to think what I could work on better next time, mm. what I do and don't like about it. At that point I've decided not to change the piece. I'm not I'm not reworking it at that point. I'm just letting it be what it is. And I sort of enter this engagement with my own self where I'm teaching myself what I do and don't like and what I would do different next time. And so that's yeah. kind of my cr- self-critique process. But then there's a lot of times because I've already critiqued myself and decided what I do and don't want next time that I don't open my artwork up for other critique, which might not be good. (laughs) Yeah, well, Um, (laughs) I do the same. Like I I protect some of my work and I don't put it on our feeds in our community. (laughs) People (laughs) probably know that by now. But I think that we have to respect other people, um, whether they want that critique or not, if they're ready for it or not. And and it's simply, it can simply be, you know, somebody put a piece on, thinking about our community experience, somebody puts a piece in our community, they receive feedback, they make some changes, they put it back up, they receive feedback, they make some changes. There's got to be a point where you're like, I am finished now, I'm not, because you can keep going forever. So Mm -hmm. critique involves knowing Mm -hmm. when you're done and knowing what advice to take and what advice to not take. So Mm -hmm. when somebody puts a piece up and says, okay, I'm not interested any further. I'm just showing you my final piece. We need to respect that because otherwise Mm -hmm. we're teaching artists to just, you have to go back in your studio and work endlessly forever until time has come to a complete end Mm -hmm. on this piece because it will never be good enough. So we have to respect that, that Mm -hmm. um, in a sense on our community as well. And I think that I'm a little bit like you in that um, I try to separate myself from the piece when it's done. And then mm-hmm. I can come back and look at it more analytically mm-hmm. um, rather than emotionally. Yeah, I've known a lot of startup artists who, uh, you know, I think everyone's just so individual and every mm-hmm. situation is individual and their feelings are are personal. And so I, I have had a few starting artists in my life that I gave them the advice to never ask for opinions or critique until they were totally done the piece, even though eventually down down the line of learning, it will benefit them if they get opinions and, and tips in each stage of a painting, let's mm-hmm. say. But for a while when they're starting, it's like, some artists just need space and time to explore these things themselves and yeah. not have someone breathing over their shoulder with opinions and and tips and mm-hmm. and uh, and just knowing like especially if your studio is in your home and family members are walking by. I, I went through a, a stage in and you know I've I've been in art for a really long time. So I have gone through every stage. I, I mean I've I've even been painting pictures with the babies on my hip, <laughs> cooking spaghetti <laughs> at the same time, you know? So the easel's in the kitchen <laughs> way back when. And I remember there being a, a t- season of my life 
where people would literally walk past a painting and be like, the sky looks weird or something, you know? And, oh, my goodness. And I, I would say, well, <laughs> I, I, I need to do this without these opinions. Yes. And yet the opinions and critiques can often be what fashions us into the most skilled artist because iron sharpens iron and and it it does like that sandpaper on the wood it begins to to smooth everything out and so sometimes yeah. critique feels to me like that like it it grates me but yet mm-hmm. it's making me better I just yeah. have to be very particular about how and when I open myself up. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of artists would relate to that. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really important part of critique that you can't really go without talking about in that discussion. And it's I, I talk about that in the boot camp as well, is that don't actually don't open yourself up to critique from anybody who walks by. And mm. if you think about a family member you know, a family member will come by and either they love you to the end of the universe and back and they're just going to be so proud of everything you do. Their critique or opinion is not going to be, um, it's, it's not going to help your process at all because they're always going to tell you you're great and you know you have somewhere you need improvement. Some of mine didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you just have, <laughs> yeah, and then you have the other family member that's always negative or always looking for something or thinks that they know everything and they mm-hmm. like to critique your art and that's not going to be helpful either. So mm-hmm. for one of the reasons I created the community when I first did my first online class was because I wanted it to be a private space where people who are learning this process mm-hmm. can critique each other. If somebody came into our community and they were doing a large realistic landscapes none of us should ever step in and critique that work because Mm. we don't paint uh, realistic landscapes Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. anything that we're going to offer is just going to be our opinion and it's not helpful and Um, it'll be coming from that that viewpoint of um beauty is in the eye of the beholder like just whether or not it's your preference yeah. of a painting rather yeah. than you knowing how to paint that particular yeah. subject matter. And that that makes total sense. And I think that as a young budding artist, I just opened myself up to just whoever, whatever. Yeah. And I love that you are teaching artists through Bold School how to go a- about the proper process of opening yourself up for critique. Mm-hmm. It will save years of heartache and tripping up over people's opinions yeah and you know it's just true for all areas of your life people don't know what you're going through they don't know what you're working on and if somebody comes you know like if just thinking about body image somebody could see somebody uh, a woman walking down the street who's 200 pounds be like oh you should you should start working out you should need to lose weight meanwhile she's lost 300 pounds because she used to be 500 Mm -hmm. pounds you know you have no idea where she's at in her life so you can't Mm -hmm. just step in and critique her she Mm -hmm. would need to go to a coach who knows her situation to help her in where she needs to go next Mm -hmm. we can't just step in somebody else's life without any information about what they're doing now if Mm -hmm. somebody comes on our our feed and posts a realistic 
uh, portrait with realistic skin colors and they're like how am I doing you know we're like well you're doing terrible because you're not using bold abstract colors at all so we can <laughs> then kind of start to move them in the direction they're they're wanting to go because they're here mm -hmm. because they want to learn how to paint with anything but skin tones and yet they're using skin tones so we are honest and we're like you sure this is a nice painting but you're here to learn bold color so let's get real honest about what's going on and right this is where i talk about offense because it is so easy to get offended you put up a somebody puts up mm -hmm. their realistic portrait and it's a beautiful piece and then mm -hmm. they get kind of cut down is how they're going to view it when we say actually this is not mm -hmm. really something we want posted in our community you're not even doing bold color do you want to do bold color we'll help you in that direction they get offended mm -hmm. um i think offense can stop our growth mm -hmm. so quickly because there's mm -hmm. really no need to get offended if you understand the where you are and why these opinions or why these words mm -hmm. are being said to you you know you're here to learn bold color if you want us to talk about that then we'll we'll talk about that we're not here to tell you if you're a great landscape painter so don't ask and don't get offended when we decide not to give our opinions um, right yeah well and, even just in what you said right there i hear so many things that uh through the course of my artistic life could ben could have benefited me first of just not subjecting myself to everyone that walked by. Yes. And and then knowing to go to the person or people that specialize in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Not in an opinion or like, do you like this? But someone who specializes in it. Yeah. That alone are is, is two tips that it just changes everything. Yeah, I think so. I think they're the most important places to start. And mm -hmm. you can take that into any area of your life. If you want to buy a house, you don't go and talk to a, a banker about what house to buy because they have a very biased opinion if they right. want you to get a mortgage, you know. So you go to the expert that mm -hmm. that knows what, exactly what you're doing and you ask mm -hmm. those, them the questions. And in business, that. it's the same thing with marketing. You don't go and talk. To, I don't. I'm not going to go to an athlete and try to market my online bold color boot camp because mm. he's busy. He's playing tennis. <laughs> you know, he's got other things yeah. on his mind. Yeah. He's not going to give me an accurate idea of maybe how I should sell my my camp my class. So yeah, I'm going to go to yeah. artists and see what their opinions are. So you know, it's it's in a sense common sense. But we mm -hmm. so easily get our backs up and our walls up and we get offended mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we can't see straight. So just putting those things out there first will protect you in your mm -hmm. your growth, I think, as an artist. Yes. And just as we begin to wrap up here, there's one other thing that comes to my mind that has been really helpful to me. And that's with coming back to self-critique and how to critique ourselves with mm. kindness. One thing that really helps me is to put the painting away for a period of time. Yeah. Like even weeks, <laughs> just put yeah. it away and come back with fresh eyes. And then I seem to critique with less feelings attached because I've just had that that time mm -hmm. of separation. Uh, a friend of mine calls it a walk away day. She she does it for a day, but I, I would tend to do it for longer. But it depends yeah. how attached you are to the piece. I think the, the more attached you are, the more you need to step away just mm -hmm. to give yourself the the space to look yeah. with fresh eyes. So that has really helped me. And in closing, Charlotte, is there anything that has uh, really helped you that you want to kind of wrap up today's show with? 
I think is exactly what you just said, being able to mm-hmm. walk away and detach your emotions. Mm-hmm. The purpose for walking away is to allow yourself to detach. And the way to do that is to recognize that you're painting this for somebody else. Um, right. I mean, we paint for ourselves, but ultimately you don't want every single painting you own on your own walls. Mm-hmm. And I don't know one artist who does that. They just store <laughs> them away. So yeah. if you ultimately think this is for somebody else, this is mm-hmm. not mine, it's somebody else's, you can, mm-hmm. that helps detach from the piece. So you That's don't good. hold it too precious like this is mine because right. it's not, it's somebody else's. You're painting it with somebody else. So make yeah. sure it's the best it can be. Mm-hmm. And that can help you detach. It's hard, it's hard to detach, but mm-hmm. it'd be actually really interesting to hear what other people do to kind of break that emotional bond. And we talk about protecting areas of our paintings. Like there's this tiny little color that I love and I protect it and it ruins yes. the rest of my work so we have in (laughs) our community we talk about these tricks like how do you get past that kind of stuff how do you stop protecting your work so that's that's a whole conversation yeah that'll be a good question for some other bold artists that we have on the show we could ask that question i'm laughing at myself because a few uh, a little while back i i used some really bad english there i was like and those two is the tips (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, don't worry, I caught it. It should be the word R. <laughs> Those are the tips. <laughs> See, I don't know if that's self-critique or... <laughs> that's me critiquing myself as the host of the podcast. Where Live online. I was like, Mary Janelle, you should have done this and that. And use better English. <laughs> that was so. funny. We'll just use that to be better next time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And and I guess as as you said your closing words there, I was thinking, you know, we don't critique in order to redo the painting. We critique to yeah. learn better for the next one. Yes. And so that's what it is about is moving mm-hmm. forward and getting better for the next one. And and as Sharla mentioned, not having um, not carrying offense over critique because it's not meant to be personal. It's meant mm-hmm. to to create us into better artists and Yeah and let it sharpen our skills. So thanks so much for sharing all that with us today, Sharla. It is very helpful and it's it's a subject we've needed to talk about. Definitely, it's a good one. And I think we should talk about it again in later podcasts. To see yes. what some people have to say and their input, because it's a big that, one. That's exactly what I was thinking is, yeah. um, just remember listeners and watchers that we have at Bold Artist Podcast on Instagram and we have a few different ways to connect with us, even going to the Bold School website. And of course, those of you who are members of Bold School, you can talk within the community and uh, there is the um, ability that you could reach us you know, for the podcast there mm-hmm. and just share with us your critique experience and how you feel about it and maybe we can continue this show uh have a continuation and just talk a little bit more about it once we get some feedback we're open to feedback we are (laughs) yes thanks for joining us today on the bold artist podcast i hope that until next time you keep creating